Welcome to the Cone Zone. That's the iconic Lowell Cone. I'm his son, Mr. Nepotism himself, Grant Cone. Really pleasure to be here. Just before we get started, my dad's got a whopper of a cold and he's got a big time. Oh, cough. I, I can't get rid of it. Um, so if I cough during the thing, Iggy will just talk a while and I'll cough. And, you know, it's a family affair. Yeah. I am wearing what Iggy and Swasti got me for Christmas. This is the 2023 edition of the, of the overshirt. And oh, yeah. show what you're wearing. I'm wearing uh, the official, the unofficial official Cone Zone sweatshirt hoodie made by my 12-year-old nephew, Sam Strauss. Shout out, St- Sam. This is great. I love it. And in the, in the back, it's, oh, let me show you. Let me show you. Wow. Look at that. So, Sam. Sam is so cool. We love you, Sam. You're so cool. Super cool. And I love this. This is, it's like, you don't know, but it's like Donkey Kong, uh, it looks like I'm Donkey Kong. I think it's pretty cool. He, he had a good eye for this, which is crazy because he's only 12. Anyway, Sam, I'm talking about you. The question of the day is, are the Niners a team of destiny? We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about seeding and stuff like that. But there was some news yesterday. I think it was very interesting. So last week, you said no hypotheticals, no looking ahead, right. which is fine. But the one person on the Niners beat who could get away with it is Matt Mayoko because... He's the senior guy in the beat. No one would ever accuse Matt Mayoko of trying to, you know, talk about something just for the clicks. So, at the end of the conver- at the end of the conference call yesterday, after the PR director had said couple more, and they had done the couple more, Matt couple just more. blurts in at the end when the PR director was going, "Okay, thanks everyone." Matt just goes, "Oh, one more," which is very uncharacteristic of Matt. And I was thinking, "Okay, well, where's he going with this?" And he goes, "Kyle, you know, I know that you're really focused on the here and now, but." Uh, Given how well Brock Purdy's playing, have you thought about who the starting quarterback's going to be? And everyone, I'm sure, on the conference call is thinking, yes. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> I wasn't going to do it. Because if I asked the question, I'm sure Kyle would give me a really snarky answer and, and sidestep it. But Maddie does it, and you got to respect him. So uh, Kyle goes, that's a great question. It's just that, you know, I don't even know what year next year is going to be. And I'm really focused on the here and now because we've got some big games coming up. But uh, it's a good question. So... He could have said, hey, it's, it's Trey Lance's team. He got hurt. Why is this even a question? He didn't say that. Uh, he, what did you think of what he said? Okay, first, shout out to Matty Mayoko. Shout out. Um, as, as you people know, Matty Mayoko and I are dear friends. We were colleagues at the Santa Rosa Press Democrat. And Iggy, we were in the same wine club, and in, in two weeks we're all getting together uh, at uh, Terry and Kirk's house, and Matt and Sarah are going to be there for the wine night. Matty so, went from colleague to family friend, and he's been a family friend for a very long time. Yeah, he, he's yeah. a dear friend of mine. Anyway, yeah. first of all, props to him for asking the question. The, and props to, to Shanahan for answering in an honest way. He right. could have said, it's Trey Lance's team, but what he said is, I don't know. I don't know, I'm going to try to translate this, means it's an open competition. I agree. That uh, plus, he, he's also saying, I don't know how the season's going to play out right. with Brock Purdy, but it's an open competition, which I think it should be. I think in training camp next year on the OTAs and all that stuff, it should be 50 50 between them, and there should be no Jimmy. There should be no subtext at all. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jimmy. You've done great work here. Now we need to divorce. You need to find your destiny elsewhere and we do here but I think he's saying I think he's saying it's an open competition between Trey and and Brock what do you think Iggy that's I think what he's saying too he could have shut it down and been like no this is Trey's team which would have been a fair answer given that he was the starting there was no competition this year Brock was the third string quarterback (laughs) but um look at what Brock's doing it would be unrealistic to just Say he's he's our backup. Let's not even give him a chance. I think he gave the right answer, the honest answer, and he's he's not distracting anyone from the team. It wasn't a, an unfair question, and I thought it was a good answer. So I thought we learned yeah, and, something. And he didn't say things like um, "I don't care to answer that now" or "Why why are you doing that?" or right. things like "Why are you putting right. pressure on me?" Um, he thought it was a reasonable question. Yeah, and it's not like I, I can understand. It's a good problem to have. It's not like he has to choose between two lemons. He gets to choose between the highly gifted quarterback he wanted and the other guy who's doing everything he hoped Trey Lance would do. So if Trey Lance doesn't win the competition and Brock Purdy comes, goes on to be the next Kurt Warner, great. Or if 
Trey Lance ends up being even better than Brock Purdy, great. The Niners are in a good spot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. What I would say about the two guys, and again, I don't know that much about either one, but what I would say about the two guys is Brock Purdy is more NFL ready. Right. It's possible, and I don't know that Trey Lance is better, but I don't know. It's right. possible. But I think that's the equation. I think it's pretty clear that Brock Purdy is better than Trey Lance now. I mean, I Lance agree. hasn't played. But I think the question is, what will <clears throat> what will Brock be when he's done developing, and what will Trey Lance be when he's done developing? Don't exactly. Know. And yeah. what it is is it's an unknown. I have a suspicion that um, Trey Lance <coughs> cough break has a higher limit, but I don't know for sure. <coughs> Coffin. It's okay. I can I can mute you over here when you, if you get into a big coffin break. I th- I think one thing we got to remember is it's important not to really just judge quarterbacks based off of four starts, five starts, yep. fifteen starts. Because we, we did do- that with Jimmy. Yeah, y- y- we keep doing that, and I think we probably shouldn't. It's been a great start for Brock Purdy, but that doesn't mean he's going to be the next Joe Montana. And it's been a rocky start for Trey Lance, but that doesn't mean he's the next Jamarcus Russell. I mean, you could go through a lot of quarterbacks who had a a rocky first couple of years or a first few uh, starts, and that didn't really mean anything about their future. So it's fair for Kyle to be like, "Mm, let's see what happens in the playoffs. Maybe, I mean, if, if Brock Purdy goes to the playoffs and falls apart in the first game, that factors into what happens in the offseason. If he goes in the oh, playoffs God, yes. and plays if he plays great and they and they go deep, well that that's part of the competition too. He, he's competing for the job right now, which I think is fun. And it makes this story so much more interesting. Absolutely. All right, let's answer some questions and we'll get back to our show. Uh, Mr. Lone Wolf says, Happy holidays to the Cones. Thank you for bringing a more honest approach to covering this team and being consistent. It is more than a good example of journalism. It is a good example of life. Thank you. That was really nice. Thank you very much. John Velasco is a new member. Thank you, John. Bay Martin says, uh, A-F-A-I-K. They are not. They are simply very good. Happy holidays and have a wonderful... What do you think A-F-A-I-K stands for? I don't know. As far as I'm concerned? No. As far as I know. Concerned is a a C. I should know that. Okay. Are the Niners a team a destiny? I think he's saying no. Simply very okay. good. Fair enough. Fair enough. James said, do you know where the Niners are staying in Vegas? It's Saturday night, New Year's Eve, lots of temptation. That's a good question. I don't know. Uh, listen, Colorado? Um, hold on, hold on. Um, the night before a game, curfew. They, they're in the hotel, yeah. and they have meetings, yeah. and they have a curfew. Now, yeah. obviously, they're young men. They can climb out the window or, or whatever, but yeah. um, I don't think that's when it happens. Also, I'm not so sure that I would be making it to that game. Have you seen what's going on with South with Southwest? Unbelievable. <laughs> I got a Southwest flight on Friday. We'll see. I have no idea. It's uh, in God's hands now. Um, or Southwest's. Okay, back to the show. You have a question for me about seating? I do. Okay. Um, I'm not good on technical things, so this is sure. for Iggy. They're, they're most likely going to be the Niners, a second or a third seed. Is there a difference? Is there what's the advantage of being a second seed? Yeah, it's it's a good question because then the NFL keeps changing their playoff format, and now as of the last few years, it used to be the number two seed would get a bye, like the number one seed. Not anymore. Now the only difference between a number two seed and a number three seed is the number two seed is guaranteed. They're both guaranteed home games in the first round, but if they make it to the second round, the number two seed is guaranteed a home game. And the number three seed is not. So let's say the Vikings are the number two seed. The Niners are the number three seed. Both teams win in the wild card round of the playoffs. Then the next game would be in Minnesota. The only way the Niners get their next game at home is if Minnesota loses at home in the wild card round, which they are fully capable of doing. It's freaking Kirk Cousins. But it's not. They they would need help to get that second home game. And, And let's say they have to go to Minnesota. Minnesota's a good team. The Niners could certainly beat Minnesota. But now they're in a dilemma. Do you come back to the West Coast? Because you probably ha- you might have to go to Philly the next week. Or do you stay in Youngstown? It could get exhausting. The, the, the travel adds up. So, you want so it's an advantage to be the second seed. 
Yeah, absolutely. You want that. And you expect the Niners to play hard to be the second seed. Yeah, I mean, they can do stuff like limiting Christian McCaffrey's touches and, and be prudent and still win the next two games. It's the Raiders and the Cardinals. They can win these two games. Well, the Cardinals have have already, uh, you know, cashed it in. They're, they're done. And people can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe, well, it, it, it'll depend how, how it plays out. But I think if the Niners and the Vikings end up with the same record, that the Niners would be the number two seed because I'm looking right now and it looks like the Niners are nine and two in the NFC while the Vikings are seven and three. And I think that's the tiebreaker if they haven't faced each other. Uh, conference record. So the Niners, very good chance to end up the number two seed and host Minnesota, which would be good because um, we're going to talk about are the Niners going to the Super Bowl and all that. And, and, and they certainly may. But as good as they are, I can't help but notice that the best team they've beaten is the Chargers. So it's going to be interesting uh, when they face these teams in the playoffs because they haven't really faced teams like this yet. The Vikings have beaten the Bills. So just saying. And you know, I will talk about it later. So I'm just saying, uh, they they really should, would benefit from getting that number two seed, and they might. Okay, they just that's might. important, and I'm glad you explained it. That's sort of like accounting. We, we were doing accounting on yes. your books uh, because I didn't understand that stuff, and I'm, I bet some people didn't either. Listening, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. You could argue that part of the reason the Niners fell apart in the NFC Championship game last year was it was their fourth consecutive road game. It's exhausting. <coughs> yeah. You never have to do that in the regular season for a reason. Okay, here's the big question of the day. Dad, you've covered all five 49ers Super Bowl championship teams. You know a championship team when you see one. Is this Niners team a team of destiny? I think it is. Uh, I'm going to go... <coughs> Excuse me, guys. I'm going to go slow. This is a hell of a team. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can feel it. This is a better team than the team that lost to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is. I, I'm not saying they can beat Kansas City, but it's a better team. Than the team that <laughs> lost to Kansas City in the Super Bowl or the team that lost to Kansas City this year? This year. Okay, got it. I think it's a better team than lo- lost to Kansas City, especially the defense. Oh, and especially the offense, both yes. of them. Yes. Um, I, when the five championships that I covered, at a certain point you get the feeling, wow. This is a hell of a team. Mm-hmm. And now, could Philly beat them? Could Dallas beat them? Sure. I don't think uh, Minnesota could beat them. But could they beat Philly? Could they beat Dallas? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Philly, their quarterback situation is a little scrambled. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how good their defense is. Dallas, I've never been impressed by that coach. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think... The Niners are the best team in the NFC. I do, and I think um, I you get a you get a feeling you get a feeling about a team that they say before they got on the field, "We're going to kick ass." Mm-hmm. Like, not can we kick ass? Mm-hmm. We're going to kick ass. And don't you get that feeling about these guys? I think uh, Fred I, Warner kind of verbalized that this week when he was answering my question. He stands at the fifty yard line, stares down as the quarterback, and basically tells him, "We're going to kick your ass." Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you, you get the feeling. Um, <coughs> sorry, guys. Um, now, in the Super Bowl, <coughs> that'll be very interesting. But we're not there yet. But I think this is a Super Bowl team, Mickey. What do you think? I think I, I think they're going to win the NFC, and I think they're going to go to the Super Bowl. And then we don't know who they're we don't know who they're going to face. Uh, the one thing is, I keep they do have a, the feel of destiny. The Brock Purdy story. The, oh. the last pick, it's almost like, you know, like whoever's pulling the strings. Found, like, that it's would be like a really myth- good story. It's like mythology. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. It's like mythology. It feels like too good of a story for them not to go all the way. It feels a lot like this, the, the 1999 Rams team to me with Kurt Warner. It's like, who yeah. that? He was bagging groceries, and now he's the MVP, of the, and now he wins yeah. the suit. It feels like that. Um, but I just want to say that. Again, this team hasn't beaten anyone great yet. They faced there aren't that many great teams. Maybe three or four. Maybe the Niners are one of them. The Niners faced one of them and lost by a lot. The best team they faced is the Chargers, who didn't have, who do have a very good quarterback. He didn't have his starting wide receivers, and he got hit hard in the head in the, in the first half. Um, Ninety-four team that won the Super Bowl. That's the one team I saw that won the Super Bowl. But I remember, I remember that year they faced Dallas Week Eleven, and that was the game. Everyone knew Dallas was the team the Niners had to go through. 
They lost to Dallas the last two NFC Championship games. They beat Dallas 21-14. That was a huge win, and it felt like it validated the Niners. They had lost by like 40 earlier in the season. The Niners don't have that win. They faced Kansas City and lost to Kansas City. So if they make it to the Super Bowl and get by Minnesota and Philly, which they absolutely could, and they have to face Kansas City again, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. What's nice is there is a a specter of doubt, and that makes the story more interesting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, it does. um, Do I think Kansas City beat them up? Uh, Beat them up. Beat them up. I don't think that would happen. Was it 40? 40? Four to twenty-three, something like that. Forty-four to twenty-one. It was. It was a lot. Yeah, I don't think that would happen again. Could Kansas City beat him? Absolutely. Could they beat yeah. Kansas City? Absolutely. So yeah. that's the specter of doubt, and yeah. that makes the story more interesting. But I don't think there's a specter of doubt in the NFC. No, absolutely not. In fact, when Jimmy Garoppolo went down, you thought, "Wow, there, there they go. They're done." Especially when Debo Samuel got hurt too. But now it looks like they're better with Brock, and it seems like. Philly, you know, they haven't faced anyone great either, and they don't seem to be as good as they were a couple months ago. So it looks like right now the Niners are clearly the best team in the NFC, even though they haven't faced anyone great. And uh, it's just a question of, you know, which, if they make it to the uh, Super Bowl, which future Hall of Fame quarterback are they going to have to right. beat? Yeah. And that, and that would make the Super Bowl absolutely dramatic, absolutely interesting. And, Dad, I didn't – I keep wanting to come back to Super Bowls you – covered um 1984 the Niners had already won a Super Bowl but they beat Dan Marino that year and Dan Marino was like the big deal right he was and they made him look pretty ordinary in that Super Bowl that was at Stanford Stadium you were there they they, um it's very interesting they um really made Miami look like a second-rate team they really handled a lot yeah and Dan Marino Iggy, Dan Marino never won a championship, did he? No, he didn't. No, and that was his shot, and they they made him, he was a great quarterback, but they made him look immobile and ordinary. And Iggy, I want to tell you, there was there was a history between Walsh and, um, what's his name? The, oh, the coach. Shula. Shula. Shula, yeah. Uh, they were quite, uh, um, not antagonists, but... Competitive. Th- they were competitive, and and I told you the story that Shula at one point wrote a letter to Bill, um, very angry at Bill um, for something Bill had said, and 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 Bill wanted to make it up, but he didn't know how to handle it. He said, "I'll send him a, a case of wine." That's what Bill always did—a case of Chardonnay, yeah. which is exactly what a man's man like Shula wouldn't want, right? Exactly. It's right. exactly yeah. what he wouldn't want. And I said, yeah. "You need to write him a letter." And Bill said, "Would you write it for me?" And I did. I wrote it for him. And uh, that's he, amazing. Yeah, I did. That's and he amazing. said, "You he, saved you know, the relationship Bill, between Bill Walsh and Don Shula." I did, and Bill read it, and he goes, this is really good, Lowell, this is really good. And then he had his secretary, Jane, type it up, and he signed it. And the other thing was, they had played um, a game, a preseason game, and it might have been in London. Sometimes I get facts wrong, but they they had to arrange every day. They were training together, Miami and um, the Niners, and I'm not sure what year. And, um, but I think it was before the Super Bowl, and it was clear that Shula took over the meetings and Bill sat as if he were an assistant coach because the two right. squad, the two coaching right. staffs met every right. morning. And I was told from someone on that staff that it really pissed Bill off. Right. So if but you happens, had to defer to Don Shula because he had the, absolutely. He the guy. Yeah, so absolutely. if it happened before that Super Bowl, it was sweet revenge for Bill. Right. So Bill had to sit there with a smile and be polite, and then he kicked the shit out of him in the Super Bowl. That's but if, right. Dad, but what I want to know, I know you don't remember, but were the Dolphins looked at as, did most people think the Dolphins would win that because they had the, the, the hotshot quarterback with the big arm? Or No, no. no. The Niners no. had already won. It was essentially a home game for them. That's and right. they had Joe Montana. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's and, true. and Iggy, I got to tell you, again, team of destiny, yeah. I never thought Miami would win that game. Right. Right. I never thought Miami would win that game. And you no. know, it's interesting. Um, <clears throat> it was at the Stanford Stadium. <clears throat> so, you know, this parking is a big problem. But I went to Stanford. Yeah. And I was dear friends with the head of the French department. So he said, um, hey, Lowell, why don't you just park at my house? 
and so I parked at his house, at, at the prof's house. <laughs> and I just walked to the game like I would have any, you know, like I when I was a student. I had my little computer in a bag and I walked to the game. When it was over, I finished typing. I walked back to the prof's house and drove home. Wow. That's it was like the cool. game was in my backyard. That is so cool. You know, uh, you could argue, I didn't live through this. I was born in 88. But just looking at the stats, you could argue that that was the best Niner team of all time. They lost one game that year. Uh, they had the number one defense in the league. I think they gave up fewer points per game than this current Niners defense. And they didn't have Jerry Rice, which is interesting. That was the team that was like the year before they got Rice. And I think their leading receiver was it was Roger Craig and uh, Dwight Clark. And they kicked the shit out of everyone. That Did they still have Freddie Solomon at that time? I'm not sure he if they was, had Freddie Solomon. He at was that a time. wonderful uh, wide receiver. They may have. They may yeah. have. But and, yeah. And Dwight was Clark team. was very good for the things he could do. And he was yeah. a terrific downfield blocker. He was a, he was a tough guy. Hmm. He was a tough guy. And I, I, again, I felt with that team, Iggy, this team's going all the way. And you have intimations with the current team of that, that this team, let me put it like this. If they get eliminated in the NFC, we're going to leave the Super Bowl out of it. Mm-hmm. I would be shocked. I That's know. what I'm saying. If they get eliminated by any team in the NFC, I would be shocked. Yeah, it just this, this reminds me. Of this, the Rams, I keep, I, the Rams team from '99, the Kurt Warner story. All of a sudden, you've never heard of this quarterback, and they have the best offense in the league. And it, you yeah. keep, it's like this isn't real. And was that team? They beat the Titans in the Super Bowl. They faced the Titans in the regular season and lost. Kind of like the Niners if they faced the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. So maybe, maybe there's something. I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of mythology going on right now. Brit, Brock Purdy was uh, born during that Kurt Warner '99 season. He went to Iowa State. Kurt Warner went to Northern Iowa. Twilight Zone. Curry Cloud says, what does it mean for the franchise and league if Purdy wins a Super Bowl? It's just a great story. Um, And it means you don't have to be one of the anointed to win a Super Bowl. You can be an afterthought. I mean, really, this Mr. Irrelevant, it's, it's become a cliche, but he was virtually an afterthought. Also, it's so interesting. Like, it's a, such a lucrative league. It's a, everyone understands that it's a quarterback-driven sport. And this guy went to the last pick. Now, all of a sudden, the league has to go back and reassess how they scout this position. Like, how did he – how did everyone miss him? And you got Zach Wilson going number two to the Jets the year before, and he's already a bust. Like, how, the, the league has to <laughs> reexamine their process here. Nick says, you guys, the GOATs, do you really, thank you, do you realistically see the Niners making and winning the Super Bowl with a rookie quarterback? And shouts out to Vito, my man, in North Dakota right now. Shout out to Vito. Well, we just talked about it. We do think there's a realistic I think they chance. Have, I think they have a good chance. Unless this kid has some vulnerability that we haven't seen, I think they have a good chance to win the Super Bowl with him. Or if he gets hurt. Or if he gets hurt. Yeah. Moody says, why does Lance have a higher upside? What successful quarterbacks can you relate Lance to slow start, high peak? Josh Allen. So that would be why. Josh Allen. I mean, if you look at Purdy and you say, yeah, he's great, but can he go toe-to-toe with a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen in the Super Bowl? That's the question. And I think with Lance, you wonder, you know, maybe if he were to reach his potential, maybe he could. But a lot of guys who have that kind of potential don't reach it, so you don't know. He has a stronger arm. Uh, Bigger. Bigger, stronger, uh, a better runner. Uh, uh, With him... Potentially, not now, and maybe never, but potentially it's a more diversified offense. Potentially. Sven says, do the Niners not just need the Vikings to lose one game and they get the two seed on the tiebreaker? Yes. Yes, they do. That's it. And that could happen. SoCal Niners says, Lowell, what's your plan for your next book? I remember you saying you didn't want it to be about sports this time. BTW, you're my favorite guest. That's very nice of you to ask. Look, um, I'm writing a book now, but it's only about growing up in Brooklyn, um, I don't want to write anything about my current life because I'm sad. And I was very happy growing up in Brooklyn. And Iggy has seen a lot of these stories. And Iggy says they're pretty good. So they're it's, wonderful. It, it has nothing to do with sports. And here's the thing, guys. I don't want to write about sports anymore. I had enough. Fair I want to write about other things. Fair enough. It's, I think you're overdue. Adams, thank you. Um, I think there's one more. No, two more. Jason, how does Kyle Shanahan keep getting a pass for starting slow and not playing rookies until forced? 
trade him, promote D'Amico Ryans, and, and keep this defensive backbone strong. Um, listen, we've again. I've talked about this a lot. This is not the time to talk about trading Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. At the current moment, he is doing a great job. Yes, he is. And so I think that's the wrong uh, tone for right now. Lowell's long-lost son donates $5. Who's you that? Told me about, I don't know. You ever told me about that one, Dad. That Niner guy says a lot of smoke around the Raiders sitting car next two weeks to avoid injury guarantees so they can move on and get Brady next year. Well, that would be good news for the Niners. I don't think Brady would want to play for them. Yeah, that seems like a pretty bad franchise. Yeah, I don't think so. Brock reminds me of a young Drew Brees. He's a lot more athletic than Drew Brees. The way he runs around is shocking to me. Yeah. Also, I got to say, Drew Brees is a Hall of Fame quarterback, and we can't anoint this kid as a Hall of Fame quarterback yet. No, but maybe next week if he plays. <laughs> okay. Eddie says, great to hear stories about the good old days. Thanks, Papa Cone. Would it help the Niners' psyche to lose a game before the playoffs? It's never good to lose. No. It's, not at this time. I, I think it's fair to say it's never good to lose. Right. Who told you that? Is no such thing as a good loss? Oh, Joe Morgan. Joe Morgan. Uh, when he was playing with the Giants. Yeah. Um, I, I, I had said something, this is a good loss. And Joe and I really didn't get along very well, but he got pissed, and he was right. And he said, no, Lowell, there's no such thing as a good loss. And I learned that right, on, right off the bat. Mark says, Dan Hansis, NFL power rankings, Niners on the top, number one, then Philly, Buffalo, Cincy, and Kansas City, five. Wow. That, that's wow. interesting. I, I'm not sure I agree with it. That's interesting. Kansas City, How do you five. have Buffalo? Uh, Whew. Okay, um, Pat O says nineteen eighty nine best. Unlike eighty four, had Rice and Taylor and Young as backup quarterback. Best team in NFL history. Hey, I, hey, I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing. I was not there. I mean, I was there for eighty nine, but I don't remember. You guys believe they should bring back Jimmy Ward? Yeah, if they. Can. I love Jimmy Ward. Yeah. In fact, this morning Iggy and I were talking on the phone, going over the show and whether I could even do the show. And Jimmy Ward is playing out of position. He's not complaining, but my guess is he's probably pissed because this is a contract year for him. Um, what a competitor. What a player. Yeah. I, I, I love the way he plays, Iggy. Yeah, absolutely. He's a Niners lifer. He's been here forever. He never love complained him. about anything. They played him in like ev- a million different positions. They're doing it again. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's like the, a real team guy, nice guy. Yeah. So I would, like, I would hope that they take care of him. Mikey, 49er, says MIA Niners, 1998, Wembley. I was there, 27-21 Miami. Interesting. Thank you. So that happened after the Super Bowl. Uh, okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Uh, Matthew Sanders says, anyone who advocates to trade Trey should watch Nick Foles last night. Every quarterback Brock included gets figured out eventually. Only the best overcome evolve. That is another thing to keep in mind. That yes. one of the cool things about Brock is that they didn't play him right away. He got to come in at the end of the season, and teams are scrambling, trying to figure out a new game plan. And they may not figure it out in time. They, but eventually they will, and his his greatness will depend on how he responds to that. Jimmy never really did. So, we'll see. That's a very good comment. I, I, I like this. Thank you. Niccolo Credit says we made it to the Super Bowl NFC Championship with Jimmy. Postseason stats, four touchdowns, six interceptions, 74 quarterback rating. This defense is better. The league ain't ready for Brock. Yeah, this team is definitely – I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what Brock does in the playoffs because Jimmy was way better in the regular season in the playoffs. Will that happen to Brock, or will he continue his play in the playoffs? If so, it's going to be tough to take that job from him. Nick says Niners versus Casey in the Super Bowl. Brock gets it back in blood. Whew. Okay. Lowell, wow. were the Super Bowls back then as big as they are now? Yeah, the Super Bowl was a big deal. Um, I remember Tuesday. I don't know how it works now. Tuesday was media day, and you'd go into the stadium, <clears throat> and they'd have places in the stadium where various players in the stands would talk and also on the field. And you would run around from station to station and get quotes from all the famous players. And I remember, you know, when Kurt Warner was in, he's different now, but, you know, he's a born-again Kurt Warner. And you would ask him football questions, and he would only talk about God. And Mm -hmm. it gave me a dilemma Mm -hmm. um, because he was entitled to talk about God. 
that was the most important thing in his life. Now, he doesn't do that anymore. But how often can you, in your article, talk about God? Because right. people want to read you talking about football. Mm-hmm. And so after a while, I would acknowledge that he was a God-fearing man and that, I, and that it was great, but I would have to go to other people mm-hmm. to talk about the, ga- the game coming up because um, I don't think people wanted to read about God all the time. Plus, it's not like God favored the Rams. I mean, why would God be a Ram fan? And so it it it, it really um, posed a journalistic dilemma for me, and well, I'm glad ironic. he doesn't do it anymore. Yeah, what I was gonna say is that what's ironic was ironic is now he's like one of the best football analysts in the country. He's wonderful. He's yeah. wonderful. He doesn't do he's, that. He's really good. And look, I, I guess you can understand the guy who went from bagging groceries to being a Super Bowl champion, MVP, all that in a couple of years, being uh, grateful and humbled. You know, absolutely. Right. Iggy, I loved to watch him work. He had yeah. such a quick release and he was so efficient. I loved watching him work. Kurt Warner, absolutely. Um Calvin and Hobbs says happy birthday to Brock Purdy, showing incredible poise for rookie quarterback. Today's his oh. birthday, twenty three. I remember twenty three. Jeff Garcia equals Brock Purdy. They're so different. And and the different. thing is, um, I really respect Jeff Garcia and I don't want to put him down. No, but they were very different. Uh, they were very Ray Ray from Fresno says, "Grant, you're the Vince McMahon of this Niners YouTube uh, universe. The Rock and Brock connection are going bowling. This has been entertaining. We should all enjoy the ride, no matter the outcome." Thank I agree. you. It's definitely the most uh, exciting or entertaining, interesting season I've ever covered. Thank you, Rod. Thank you, Nick Fernando. Fernando, I'll, I'll do it. I'm not doing it today. Rod says, uh, do you, "Did you confirm who the Niners draft team scouted?" Uh, who in the Niners draft team scouted Brock Purdy and what made him almost undrafted quarterback? From what I understand, it was the area scout, whoever's in charge of that part of the nation. I'll find out his name. But the Niners were looking for a guy that would be available late in the draft. They were looking for the next Nick Mullins. They identif- Everyone thought he'd be going late because of his arm strength. He was there, and clearly he has blown away everyone, including the 49ers. That leads us into our next topic. Well, Iggy, I want to make, before we... <coughs> I want to make a suggestion. Yeah. I think... You should have a ten-minute one-on-one with Lynch, and ask him all about how they got Purdy. Sounds good. He'll okay. do it with you. Lynch likes you, and you could you could set up your your little phone or whatever in such a way. He and just ask and go through the process. I, and it would be great to hear it in in Lynch's words. I think you should when you talk to the PR guy next. You should set it up. It might be tough to get that done in uh, late December or January, but I will do my best, Ed. It'll be better. Uh, you may not be able to get it done, but you won't yeah. be able to get it done during Super Bowl week. But this would be your best shot sooner. Yeah. Anyway, if you can't do it, you can't do it. But that's how my mind would work. Okay. Dad, it feels like I'm covering maybe the first Super Bowl winning team that I've ever covered. I've covered a couple losers. This feels different. You've covered five. What's the feeling like when you're covering a uh, a great, yeah. great team, a champion team. Yeah. This is really important, and I, I want to say I covered five Super Bowl-winning teams. They were the greatest experiences of my life as a journalist. I want to be clear. I didn't root. If the Niners got beat in the Super Bowl, it wouldn't have mattered to me. I, I, I'm not on their payroll. I would write what I would write, but... They were so clearly a step ahead of the league and in a brilliant Northern California way. Mm-hmm. It was an honor to cover greatness. The only other feelings I had were sometimes when I would cover a great championship fight. Ray Leonard, somebody at Hagler, somebody at that level. And, and, and again, I wasn't rooting <coughs> for anyone, but it was an honor. <coughs> And that's what I felt about the Niners, that my writing had to live up to their greatness. And it was a challenge, and it was an honor (coughs) to do that. I see. Well, it feels like I'm there right now. Every week they win, and it feels like I need need to live up to what they did, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, um, on their first Super Bowl, I'm going to try to do this without coughing. Okay. I flew to the game in uh, in Detroit on the team plane. For some reason, we 
Sorry, guys. We did that. Um, Joe Montana was sitting right near me, Freddie Solomon. I sat next to Herb Kane, who wrote for the Chronicle. And I, I chatted with Joe on the flight and with Freddie. And then we took a bus from the um, airport to the hotel where they were staying. And as I was getting off the bus, I had my suitcase mm-hmm. and this bellhop wearing a bellhop's uniform and a, a bellhop's hat grabs my suitcase and pissed me off like I could do this. And I look and it was Bill Walsh. And he had stood <coughs> at the curb right by the hotel and he was grabbing <coughs> everybody's stuff and it was a joke. And I thought he was such a surprising man. He was trying to make it. They had probably finished most of their work already, you know? Yeah, yeah. And he was trying to make it humorous. To Why bring down the it, tension. Oh, to bring down the tension? Bring down the tension. To make them enjoy the experience the way I want you to enjoy this experience. Right, because being all tense about it doesn't necessarily help anything. No, and and no. he made it, and it, he, it became legendary. And I actually saw it, and he took my bag. <laughs> and it pissed me off. And then I looked at his bill, and he was giggling. And he took all the players' bags and... Like he was the gopher, you know what I mean? Right. right. And again, there were there were many crevices in his personality, and one of them was this whimsical, creative, unexpected man. And they were great in that Super Bowl, and I'll never forget that. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. So he wanted his team to enjoy it. I want you to enjoy it. This ride. Well, I'd like to. I'm thinking, you know, if my, <coughs> if my, uh, I don't want to miss a game. I don't want to miss this game in Vegas. If my flight gets canceled, I might just have to drive it. Who knows? I mean, it's not. It's about eight hours. I could do it. I could do it. I got a, I got a room right waiting for me. I'll have to figure this out. They'll G- work it out what? by then. They'll GEC, work it out. Yeah, I think they will. GEC Enterprises says, did the, does the Raiders Niners rivalry still exist? No. No. I don't think so. I don't think these players have any idea of the Raiders. Yeah, uh, exactly. Why would God be a Rams fan? LOL. <laughs> Why would God be any fan? That's true. Right? Calba says, uh, at Rod, Tolosa, the pro scout who stood on the table for Brock Purdy, was Steve Slowick. Oh, there you go. Steve Slowick. You got to Astro- talk to Lynch. I will. The Astro Channel says, how about a three-quarterback system next year? Each game, a different quarterback between Lance, Brock, and Jimmy. That way, we, they would be well-rested and never injured with a great quarterback play each game. No. Absolutely not. Um, it's a very interesting idea. I want Jimmy to be out. I have nothing against Jimmy. I admire him. You need to move on. You, meet, you need to not move back. You need to move on. These are two gifted young men. Let them fight it out. Uh, yep. Gabriel Martinez says, nice to see a father and son talk and do something they love together. Time is precious. Never take it for granted. Oh, thank, thank you, Gabriel. BC4 says, Grant, any advice for someone maybe thinking of making a YouTube channel? Also, finally caught you guys live. Keep up the great work. Love you guys. Yeah. Um, make sure your lighting's good, your audio's good. Post a lot of videos, short ones. Think Like anything you would post on Twitter, post it on YouTube. And uh, collaborate with other people that, uh, you know, do some cross-pollination. Cross-pollination is, is the term of the day if we're Sesame Street. Armando says BP is a, sturdy, is a study of the game. Trey Lance needs to learn from BP. JG had years, but Kyle Shanahan finally can live up to being called a guru, love the show, and legend Lowell. Thank you, Armando. Thank you. Yep, we agree with you. SoCal Niner says, what is the ratio of journalists that do consider them th- themselves fans? Genuinely curious. Um, I would say Zero. no self-respecting journalist would consider him or herself a fan. Now, Ira Miller, who was the best Niners writer ever, did not root for the Niners or against them, but he rooted for Penn State because he yeah. went there. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, yeah. but n- never the Niners. Um, yeah. If <clears throat> people suspect you're a fan, they uh, have disdain for you. That's yeah, true. It's true. Dustin Dagg says it's clear Jimmy Garoppolo was holding the team back. It's clear the Niners coaches knew it. The question is, why would they allow this team to be mediocre? Well, they tried to get a replacement in Trey Lance, but I think the conundrum was that Lance, you needed to take a step back first to take steps forward with Lance, and there was no guarantee. With Purdy, 
now you get that same instant gratification even on another level and it's and now it can be like well we don't need jimmy anymore we can this guy can do everything jimmy can do plus yeah so thank you jamie last plus one the team, and then the team isn't mediocre anymore not anymore Pat O says Purdy Lance QB room on rookie contracts allow the Niners to potentially sign free agents like Ward, Al Shair, Mosley, and avoid paying a vet quarterback big money as well as getting Bosa signed feel better, Low. I agree with that. I love that. it. I thank you about that. Thank I'm sorry I'm coughing, guys. Okay, here's another question. This is the question I had when the Niners drafted him. I think it's the question the entire league had, and it's the reason he was the last pick in the draft. Is Brock Purdy's arm strong enough? That's a key question, and my yeah. answer is a resounding hell yes. Yeah. I think I it is. I didn't think um, so at first, but now I agree. Go ahead. I think you have to come back to Joe Montana. Um, and in this system, um, Joe Montana's arm was not particularly stronger than Brock Purdy's. Would you agree, Iggy? Uh, I would absolutely agree. And I've talked to people who played catch with Joe Montana who feel that way right now. That their arms, that Joe didn't have much stronger arm than Brock. No. What he had was pinpoint accuracy. What Bill told me was that one time he, he was, I've told you this, watching tape because he was doing some promotion, and he called me and he said, Lowell, every throw by Joe was just exactly where it had to be, and there right. was love in his voice. Right. And I think we're seeing that with this kid. Now, we may not see it forever, but we're seeing it now. I think his, his arm is strong enough. Now, it's very interesting. I've told this story, and Iggy knows the story. <clears throat> Bill was always thinking of trading Joe. Bill was, his mind was all over the place. Mm-hmm. And he and Al Davis were close. I'm not saying they liked each other. He worked for Al. Clo- he worked for he Al. He worked for Al, yeah. He coached it on did, Raiders. It, yeah. and, but it didn't end well. No. He wanted more money, and Al right. wouldn't give it to him. And he went and right. did a semi-pro team. And Al used to hold that against him. Yeah. So they were close, but I don't know that they liked each other. In fact, I would say Al liked Bill more than Bill liked Al. Right. Anyway, he was always trying to trade Joe. Why? I don't know. And he never did. So he called Al and he said, would you be interested in Joe? And Al said, send me some tape. And Bill sent him some tape and Al called him up and said, he's not good for the Raiders. My wide receivers will outrun his arm. Because they were always for taking the, the deep shot and the fast right. deep shot. Right. And that's not what Bill did. Bill was very conservative, yep. and Joe couldn't do that. But Al said, but I'd like Steve Young. And Bill said, no deal on Steve Young. Yeah. So in certain offenses, like the Raiders then, I don't know what the hell the Raiders are doing now, and more, nor do I care. But for the <laughs> a typical Raiders, the, the right. big play, yeah. um, I don't think Brock Purdy would be uh, the quarterback for them. But for what they do, I think he could fit in here the way Joe Montana fit in with Bill. Yeah, and I think with both cases, like Joe Montana and Brock Purdy, it doesn't mean they never threw the ball deep. That's right. You can watch clips of Joe Montana hitting, you know, 40, 50-yard passes down the field. You don't need a guy to throw the ball 70, 80 yards. Where the the lack of arm strength will come is like, you know, a 15, 20-yard out across the field on a line. That's the kind of throw that Trey Lance could make, Colin Kaepernick could make. Uh, these guys won't, but there's so many other things you can do besides that. I mean, Bill Walsh won a bunch of Super Bowls that way with Joe Montana. It can be done. So, yes, his arm is strong enough. And it to me looks like it's gotten stronger since college and that arms can continue to get stronger. If he goes and works on his mechanics, gets works on his strength, he could keep developing. I think arm strength for him is – now a non-issue. I agree. Yeah, I, non-issue. Well, the, here's my issue with Purdy, where I, I'm not concerned, but I guess interested. He's little. He looks smaller than they list him. I don't know what he, re, what he really is, but when he's on the field, he looks smaller than Joe. He looks smaller than Jimmy. He looks smaller than Jeff Garcia. He looks like if he gets hit hard, I'm worried about him. And the thing about him is he's very athletic he's much more mobile than I thought and he can really make people miss so he does this move where he's in the pocket and someone will be coming to hit him and at the very last minute he'll spin away and run out the back of the uh, pocket which is hard to do 
he better be careful with that. That's I almost yeah. feel like that's a bad habit. And all it takes is you running out of the back of the pocket one time when you run into someone and get splattered. And I hope it doesn't happen because he looks small. And if he gets hurt like that running around, well, then that'll give Trey Lance his opportunity to take the job. So that's the one thing he, I'm concerned he, about. Do you think he's six feet tall? They list him at six feet and one half inch, which is exactly what I am. And I stand there sizing him up and I'm thinking, yeah, we're about the same size. And I don't feel like I'm big enough to play quarterback in the NFL. So I'm a little concerned about him. I mean, Jeff Garcia was small too, but he was muscled up and like 30, 31, 32 when he was the Niners quarterback. This guy is little. He looks like a kid. He looks like Steph Curry, but smaller. Ah, Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. So that's the one thing I want to see if he keeps running around in the playoffs against defenses that start to have some tendencies and know that he wants to back out of the, or is he going to get himself in trouble? I hope not. So far, he's a lot of fun to watch running around. I love watching him play. You know, yeah. again, there are certain quarterbacks. Again, you're not rooting, but Russell Wilson no longer. No. But when he was good up in Seattle, he was so dramatic. I loved yes. watching him play. I did. And Iggy, I love watching Drew Brees play. Yeah. You know, in a lot of ways, Purdy's a lot like Russell Wilson, a young Russell Wilson. He comes on a team. You didn't expect him to be the guy. He's really, really cheap. But, man, he's a playmaker. He moves really well and gets the ball down the field. End of story. Yeah. Now, Purdy doesn't have – Russell Wilson had one of the best deep balls I've ever seen. Very strong arm. Purdy doesn't have that. But he's a better pocket quarterback than Russell Wilson ever was, which is very interesting. And I think he reads defenses better. I don't think Russell Wilson particularly read defenses. <laughs> I think that's what we're learning. I think we're learning that he handed off a lot and would scramble around and make things happen on his own, and the Seahawks allowed him to do it until they didn't. And uh, I think Purdy can do more than that. I agree. I agree. So he's a lot of fun. It's interesting, Iggy, how positive we are about Purdy. It's fun. It is fun. fun. As I say, enjoy it. Go along for the ride. Right. And I think I've been so negative about the Niners for so long, and part of it was just me feeling like, look – they could trade for Christian McCaffrey. They could have the number one defense. They could have Debo Samuel, all these. As long as the Jimmy Garoppolo is their quarterback, I don't believe they're going to win the Super Bowl. And now all of that negativity is gone. He's gone. It's Brock Purdy. And I don't necessarily feel that he can't win a Super Bowl. I feel like, actually, if they don't win a Super Bowl, it might be because of something on the defense and not the offense. Iggy, if they don't win a Super Bowl, and this, I don't, I don't know if we have it in our list of things to talk about. There's a big issue out there, and it's Kyle. Ooh, there is and, that. And this is where we come back to mythology or even tragedy. Right. In in tragedy, uh, you make the same mistake over again. Uh, it's your fate to make a mistake. Like when I was at Stanford, I did my doctorate on Joseph Conrad, and my favorite novel by him is Lord Jim, which is, I'm not recommending it for you guys, but it was a book I loved at when I was in my 20s, and I don't read anymore, but Jim makes the same mistake again it's his fate it's a tragic novel and he dies at the end and what happens with Shanahan is he's really great he's mm-hmm. really brilliant mm-hmm. um he he has his team playing now mm-hmm. but in two super bowls he's and an NFC screw- championship and an, he screwed it and no matter what he says you can look at the tape, and he made blunders. He was not up to the critical moment, to the what Iggy and I call the crisis moment. That's true. And so if he gets to this Super Bowl, when it comes to the fourth quarter and if it's a close game, what I'm thinking about is what is Kyle thinking? What is he doing? And we won't know this till the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. I'm not saying he's going to fail. I'm not saying he's Lord Jim. I'm saying he needs to prove he's not. It's true. And so that's that's the unknown going forward. And again, Iggy, it gives a tragic uh, cast to the season, potential tragic, which I find fascinating. I'm not saying he'll fail, but I want to know. Right. Because again, uh, he's had better offenses than this one. He had Matt Ryan as the MVP in, in 2016. And in the Super Bowl, they scored 21 points on offense. They got a, a, another touchdown on a pick six, but that great, like one of the, I think it was a top 10 offense of all time in the league. 21 points, they lost. Now the defense crumbled too, but 21 points. Then in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, 20 points, they lost. Then in the NFC Championship game last year, 17 points, they lost. He can have all this talent. He can have an offense that's rolling, but at the at the crisis, at the very at the finish line, 
Yeah. He tops out at 20 points, and it's not enough. So I don't know if they, if they can beat Kansas City in the Super Bowl with 20 points. They couldn't two year, three years ago. I don't know if you can do and it he, now. And Iggy, he loses leads. Loses leads. He, he loses, loses leads. the identity. He loses his entire rhythm or whatever you want. He loses his yeah. mind. Yeah. So, look, I want to be real clear. We don't want to be negative. We've been very positive in this show, but you're talking about the Super Bowl. The stakes are very high, yep. and what could hold them back? Well, one of the things is the head coach, and he has a history of holding back a, a, a team. He has a history of, I'm going to call it in the sense of the NFL, if you can call anything tragic, a story tragic. He's had tragedy, and mm-hmm. the story of this season could be, can he get past tragedy, i.e., Joe Lewis got knocked out by Max Schmeling. That was tragedy. It was mm-hmm. a big deal. Uh, he came back in another fight and knocked Schmeling out in the first round. He redeemed himself. Mm-hmm. Redemption stories are wonderful. And I hope Kyle has one as well. Right. And, it's, and so instead of the question, the, the, we, we let off this section with, is Brock Purdy's arm strong enough? Which means, is he good enough to win the Super Bowl? Now we're finishing right. off the section by saying, really the question is, is Kyle Shanahan good enough is he poised enough we feel like yes. the 23 year old rookie quarterback is poised enough and good enough to yes. win the super bowl yes. what about the 43 year old head coach who's had uh who has scar tissue in these moments brock doesn't have that uh, yes uh yeah it's interesting how this evolved this conversation yeah and again i'm not putting down kyle all of these questions make it fascinating for me right um so, so i'm interested but it's right. something he, he has to get past <coughs> Again, we're not we're not covering like the 1988 49ers or the Warriors. This is not a championship team. This is a team that should be a championship team. Yes. Has come close and they might finally break through this year or not. This might not. The, the, the story of this team could be a team that came close and was one of the best teams but never broke through or this could be the year. I mean, it's very interesting. This could be the year and if it is the year it's glorious. It's glorious. It's glorious. Yeah. And well put. Uh, Paolo says it will be awesome to finally see a competition decide who is the better quarterback not the least not the less worse for now let's enjoy greetings from Brazil greetings from Brazil how about that well thank you so much I'd like to know I I get the feeling that the Niners have fans all across the world because of the era that you covered Uh, they you seem to you get people from Australia from Hungary I mean you saw what the what the stadium looked like in Mexico City. It was... Yeah. I mean, that was a bigger home game than, than the Niners would ever get in Santa Clara. And that, so I, it was probably because of Joe and Steve and those years. Bill? Yeah. This is Lowell's flu game today. Great show. You know what he's Thank talking you. about? I, when Michael no. Jordan played with the flu in the finals oh, and scored a bunch of points and they went. The flu okay. game. Doing good. We got one more. We got one more topic after this. We got 2,200 people watching it. You guys are the greatest. Raul says, you guys are great. Keep up the good work. I think Brock and the Niners D are still secretly competing against each other. Brock and Warner got side bets. Well, I, I hope. Well, I think they're bringing the best out of each other. Yes. Yeah. Jeremy Price, if Jimmy is somehow the starter in the Super Bowl and wins, what's your narrative? Oh man. Oh, I don't want to do that. Do we have to go there, Jeremy? Do we have to go there? Do we have to go? We we actually said we're not we're not doing hypotheticals like that. What ifs? What if Jimmy wins the Super Bowl this year? Zach Freeman says Jimmy fans are like Stephen Bono fans, except. Eddie D would never have let Bono become the starter, and Jimmy and Jed did with Jimmy. Hopefully, the move on. They have Steve to move Bono. on. Steve Bono. Steve Bono's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Yeah. House of Jello says you <clears throat> compared him to Joe Montana, so it's not crazy for me to say that. The way he avoids tackles and extends the play, it reminds me of Patrick Mahomes. Okay. I hope so. Well, hey, as I like to well, say, hey. well, hey. Jeremy Price, unlike Jimmy, is. Uh, Unlike like Jimmy is pretty good, not a yes man, and goes with what's open rather than follow Kyle's game plan. I, I, don't, I don't know, know. what's going on in the headset. I I, I don't, I don't know. know. I do seem to notice that Kittle's getting the ball a lot more now that Purdy's the quarterback than uh, when Jimmy was, and I don't know why. Does Kyle have trust issues with himself? Yes, I think yeah. that's another way of saying what we said. Yes, yes. Um, he seems to have had in the past. And I'd like to see him get over them. He's like Superman and Lex Luthor at the same time. <laughs> uh, yes. You know what I mean? Hey, Iggy. Yeah. You know, because I've, I've been sick. I've been yeah. sick now for two weeks. I don't watch much TV, but I watch old movies. 
and I've been watching a lot of Batman movies. And I have a question for you, okay? I tweeted about this last night, but let's talk about it. Okay, I, I, you know, I didn't see it. I'm just probably right. in bed coughing. Yeah. Big-time directors, mm. big-time directors have made very good Batman movies. Yes. And I don't think there's a Superman movie at the level of the Michael Keaton or the Christian Bale Batman movies. Yeah. Why are serious directors more interested in Batman than Superman? That's a good question. Batman's a better character. He's a better character than Superman, I think. I, some people like Superman. There's a really great defense of Superman and Kill Bill. But to me, what's so interesting about Batman is he's not a superhero. He's right. not a superhero at all. He's a clever, rich guy who's in great shape and has all the gadgets and wants to be a superhero, but there's nothing super about him. And also, I think the other thing that's great about him is that the Joker is a great villain. Great villain. Lex Luthor is not as good as the Joker, in my opinion. So his antagonist is better. You know, in fact, last night I watched The Dark Knight, and it was Heath Ledger as the Joker. Iggy, that poor guy, he died, he yeah. was 28. His uh, portrayal of, of the Joker was a great, great performance. In fact, it overshadowed Christian Bale. Yeah, it's the best thing in that Christopher Nolan uh, trilogy. Actually, I think Christian Bale's performance of uh, Batman was overly serious and almost ridiculous at times. His voice for Batman make me laugh. I'll be just yeah. be watching this and just start giggling like he can't be serious with his voice right now. Can't yeah. be serious. But Heath Ledger was great. Um, and I liked uh, Christopher Nolan who did what? Uh, Memento. Great. Uh, he, I liked his whole idea. That's a of wonderful making, movie. Yes. And I liked his idea of going the opposite direction of the Tim Burton. Instead of making it campy and cartoony make it really realistic because you could do that with Batman you could almost see Batman being a real person there's nothing realistic about Superman ever I got it can't do that now I want to remind you that my uncle Bob my cousin Allison's father he was one of the Superman writers um he didn't invent Superman but he was on the staff for, of DC was it DC Comics or Marvel? I don't know what they were. But he was on the staff, and he had a little office in his house in Long Island. And I would go, and, you know, there'd be dialogue, Superman or Lois Lane. And, and it was kind of cool to, to see that on his typewriter. And then it would show up in, in the comic books. What I really like about Superman um, is that unlike – like Bruce Wayne is a super millionaire that you can't really relate to as a bunch of toys. Spider, uh, excuse me, Superman's an alien, and he comes to a, to the uh, Earth and tries to fit in, and he's a goofball. He doesn't have much confidence. Like Clark Kent, like doesn't really get how to fit in, and it's kind of funny to see an alien's comment on our society and what it would mean to be normal. And you also, know? he had a vulnerability to Krypton, right? That's because true. this the story of of a great hero, and we're coming back to Kyle. Yeah, is what makes them interesting is the vulnerability. So he's Achilles. They're all Achilles. Right. Achilles That's was true. the greatest warrior in the Trojan War, but he had That's uh, true. his heel. He had a vulnerability. And what makes great heroes interesting is their vulnerability. What's Batman's vulnerability? Oh, that you can kill him. Yeah, he's not, he a, can get he's killed. not a super. You can kill him. Yeah, he can get killed. Can't fly. Can't, yeah, you can kill him. Also, he's not willing to go as far as the Joker. The Joker's always willing to go further than him. So, like, Batman has to work within the confines of the law. And the moral code. He has a moral code. And the moral code, code. yes. Because he's on the side of good. As opposed to anti-heroes such as the Punisher, who you probably don't know as much of. That's Marvel. I don't know the Punisher. He'll kill you. He will kill you. But, I mean, that, that's a lot of, like, Elmore Leonard's uh, anti-heroes, too. Justified. Yeah. Justified. Anyway, I really like this conversation. This was, this was a fun one. <laughs> Mike says, Kyle Shannon has Atlanta. Super Bowl PTSD used to be super aggressive. I do think there's a little PTSD in his, in his uh, psyche. But you know, Andy Reid lost a lot of NFC Championship games. He lost in the Super Bowl. He was a high-level loser until he, until he got Patrick Mahomes, and then everything changed. Right. So maybe, maybe this is Kyle's destiny is to get a quarterback who can exercise the demons. Anoop says, Brock gives me young Buster Posey vibes. Agree around Kyle. Pressure is on him big time but Purdy may deliver enough to offset Kyle's shortcomings. Can I say what's different about Brock Purdy and uh, Buster Posey? Brock is really interesting in press conferences. I like the way he answers questions. Oh, Posey. yeah, and Buster Posey. 
I, I believe that Buster Posey is a very nice person, but I knew from sources at the Giants that he didn't like to deal with the media. Not that he was um, condescending to us. He didn't feel it would make him a better ball player. And I understand that. So he had about four or five answers. And after a while, I realized I would never go into a group around him because it would be bullshit. He's more like Nick Bosa. I mean, he was a top five pick in the MLB draft. He was a star forever. I mean, he wasn't like Mr. Irrelevant, you know. But Bosa is more candid than Posey. Everyone's more candid than Posey. Yes. Big Tim 3 said, should Kyle be fired if they make it and lose? No. 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 He's got his quarterback now. You got to, You want to keep him and Purdy together, at least for now. Jaleel, thank you very much. Jeremy Price. Papa Grant, if there's one question you'd love for Kyle to answer honestly, what would it be? Oh, I know what. What? What do you really think of Trey Lance? Yep. What do you think of him? Because we really don't know what he really thinks. We of don't know. What do you think his future is? Do you like him? Do you want him? Yeah. Um, or, or or is he a cast aside for you? I do, I mean, if we were having a, a bottle of wine together, right. and and I said, this is off the record, which so I couldn't tell you, right. but I'd like to know, what do you really think of Trey Lance? Yeah, well, tell me the story. How did he get here? What, how did blah, blah, blah? It doesn't yeah. make sense. I'd like and to know that. I'd like to know. I wonder how many people in the world know the answer to that question. Yeah. 30? 10? Dove his father Autoglass. Does. His father does. Dove Autoglass says, John Lynch does. What's the difference between Nick Mullins and Brock Purdy? When Mullins was a starter, Kittle set tight end record and was the number one that year and above Kelsey. Fair. Uh, Purdy's on a much better team than Mullins ever was. Um, the confidence, the poise, the mobility, uh, the decision making, the game management. How about those? The accuracy. Have you noticed that not only is Bosa two sacks away from Alden's 19.5 sacks uh, team record, but also two away from 45 sa- 44 sacks in his first four years? Thanks for pointing it out. He's doing a good job. He's a good player. That's my analysis of Nick Bosa. Good. Faithful Quest 49 says Superman movies are just are most judged uh, scares Hollywood. You can easily flop a Superman movie with these critics today. You can flop a Superman movie with critics today. Huh. Most judged. Interesting. It seems like even Spider-Man's doing better than... Superman needs a a reboot. I think so. Thank you, Steve. Armando Vasquez says, Trey Lance is like Wiseman. Raw talent and not enough experience with injuries. Uh, Brock Purdy is our QB1. If Trey Lance wants QB1, he has to prove it. Brock Purdy was QB3 at Iowa State his first year. Dubs and Niners have same window with roster talent. Okay. Okay. He's got it all figured out. Jeremy Price says, Grant, can we get a poll going for uh, the ladies? Is pretty good, handsome enough? Just a joke. Relax. He's got a little, uh, got a little um, Tom Cruise to him. Tom Cruise is real short. Steve says, Purdy is nice, but reasons for Lance is still there. D is variable year to year. Weapons variable year to year. So you need a Mahomes, Allen, physical talent to make up variances. Hopefully Lance is one. I, uh, okay. I agree. I, I do, do agree with that. I, I do. All right, last question. This Niner secondary did not play well against Washington. Um, didn't play well against Kansas City. Pretty much has played well the rest of the season. But as I pointed out, the Niners really haven't played great teams yet this year except for that one. Are you concerned at all about the secondary? Um, this is much more of an Iggy question than a Lowell question. Fair but enough. I would, I would say in the overall context of that defense, no, I'm not concerned. What about you? Well, I... Why Why not? Because of the front seven? Because of the pass rush, the run defense, all of it? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. And if a Traverius Ward can play, yeah, he's Definitely. very good, Iggy. He's very good. And I he's think he's an example of he makes the other guys better. I think you're right. I think he's a shutdown corner, and when he's doing his thing, he doesn't need help, and everyone else, it makes everyone else better. Um, yeah. He left the game temporarily because of nausea. He had a concussion the week before. He should be 100% when the, when the playoffs come around. And if he is, I don't, I'm not too concerned about the secondary. Um, that being said, I don't know if it's going to happen until the Super Bowl, but they're eventually going to have to face a quarterback who's a lot more gifted than Brock Purdy. And if they're giving up, if this secondary isn't as good, if it looks like it did on, on Saturday, I think that's going to be the thing that holds back this team from winning the Super Bowl. Not necessarily Kyle's psyche, which is a big one, 
or the rookie quarterback, and there's never been a rookie quarterback to win a Super Bowl. It's the fact that the Niners really haven't faced a great offense other than Kansas City. And maybe their defense isn't the greatest ever. Maybe it's merely excellent with a with a weakness. That's my, that's my one. That's my what I want. So we come back to the Achilles <coughs> flaw. Yeah, <coughs> that may be the defense's Achilles heel. Yeah, and it's we don't know. It, it's a flaw that maybe you don't even know exists because it, you only can play the the teams they put in front of you, right? You only can yeah play the schedule they give you. So that's not the Niners' fault. When the schedule came out, we looked at it, we were like, oh my God, this is impossible. They're in a great division. they got to play the AFC West. Well, it turns out that the Niners had the second easiest schedule in the league this year. NFC West is terrible. The AFC West isn't much better. And um, there are still questions about this freaking team. And it's almost January. Interesting. So, Iggy... (coughs) Sorry, guys. Rate the secondary. Rate it. What would you give it? A B. A B. Which should be good enough because the D-line's an A+, plus, the linebackers are an A+, plus, but the secondary, like Talanoa Hafunga, he's a great story. He's a pro bowler this year. Gave up two touchdowns on Saturday, and what we're seeing is for every play he makes, he gives one up. And the, the plays he gives up are over, the, over his head, which is kind of scary when you think about is that going to be the play that loses them the Super Bowl? You know, it doesn't Got mean it. they'll give up 35 points in the, in the Super Bowl, but can you trust him in the fourth quarter? We were wondering, can you trust Kyle in the fourth quarter of a Super Bowl? Can you trust Talanoa? I don't know. It's his first year starting. Um, <laughs> you can trust Javarius Ward if he's healthy. Jimmy Ward's out of position. Diamador Lenore, man, he wasn't supposed to be a starter this year. He's filling in. Tashawn Gibson, they got him off a of practice squad. So I'd say a B. I'd say a B. Okay. Yeah. If that's the biggest weakness on the team, a B, that's a good weakness to have. Yeah. Can't, can't be A-plus everywhere. Jason says, love you and your dad, Grant. Been a Niners fan for over 30 years. More than 30 years. <laughs> Keep up the great work. I'm excited for Brock and Lance both. Dad, what's the difference between over and more than? Well, over indicates top and bottom. Yeah, literally. Um, but, yeah. Literally. But you know what? Everybody understands. <laughs> I know. Oh, poor I'm guy. beginning to fade, Iggy. All right, Dad. Uh, the show is almost over. We got two more things. I'll answer them. Okay. Who do you see as a potential as as a potential Kyle Williams this year? Man, that's dark. Uh, I guess it would be Ray Ray, right? He had f- six fumbles last year. None this year. Hope it's not lurking. Faithful Quest Forty Nine says I watched the secondary during the commies game. They sit back and watch the rushers, hoping they get home. Well, um, hopefully they get home against Kansas City. They didn't. Thanks for the, watching, everyone. It was a long show. My dad did a great job. He's sick. I'm I'm sorry for coughing. I've been saying Mosley was the biggest loss. Yeah, I think he was. <coughs> Sugar Shane says, Grant, your dad is sick because you didn't get him a new camera for Hanukkah like you promised. No, but it looks better because he uh, wiped the, sh- the schmutz off. I wiped it was schmutzified. Schmutz. It's de-schmutzed yeah. now. Guys, the show is over. Grant, have you seen show uh, Invincible on Prime? It's animated, but it's a much more interesting angle on some... Someone having Superman-like powers is the best show I watched in 2021. No, I will check it out. I watched uh, Glass Onion a couple nights ago. I really liked it. That movie, Knives Out. I would recommend it. Thanks for watching. I'll be back tonight with Larry at 7 o'clock. See ya. Love you, Iggy.